You're listening to How They Did It and Why, where we learn from the experiences of others. So today I want to share my experience or give you a review of Amazon FBA. I know that that is something that a lot of people have tried. I mean, it's an awesome thing if you can actually get it up and running good for you. But um, I want to share my experience with you with Amazon FBA, some things that I didn't do so well, some things that I learned, and some encouragement for you. So how did I do it and why? <laughs> so for me, I wanted to actually have a beauty product line on Amazon. And, you know, it was a brand that I, that I had already had and had done pretty well, but it was still a very small brand. But um, I really didn't do as much um, research on Amazon FBA as I should have prior to, you know, getting listed and everything. Now, I will say with getting listed on Amazon, it is a rigorous process. There is lots of things that you have to submit, especially depending on the category that you're in. And the health and beauty category is highly um, scrutinized. Um, even some products you have to have FDA approval for, um, you know, um, trademarks, things like that. There's a lot of legal hoops that I had to jump through that actually for me myself took a long time because I'm not a huge corporation. So it actually took me a couple years to um, comprise everything, get all the, the fees and everything paid and to actually go ahead and execute a legit commercial brand. So, you know, Amazon is not for someone who maybe has just like an Etsy shop where they're making everything themselves. Um, going from Etsy to Amazon is like a totally different world. There's a lot more requirements with Amazon because again, you are selling to the masses and the more you are selling to the masses, the more the government is going to have stricter, stricter regulations for you as it should be. You know what I mean? I mean, when you're giving stuff out to a lot of people, you don't want people getting sick or injured from products. So, you know, the process does need to be that way. So, I would definitely say, you know, something that I learned was that I really kind of tried to run too fast. I tried to run faster than what I was able for brand wise and um, money wise as well. Okay. So one of the things that really killed me uh, once I was able to go to the, through the whole process and I was so excited to have my ISBNs on there and to get listed and everything, um, one of the things that I failed to kind of really, really, really count the costs on was the storage fees. And this is kind of a gamble that a lot of people that have, that you that do FBA do, they're like, okay, I know the storage fees are high, but like if I can get this up and running, like I'll be able to sell and offset the storage fees. Sounds good in theory. Doesn't probably isn't going to work out. The only way it's going to work out is if you have a ton of money already behind your brand. If you are a larger, you know, commercial brand already, then yes, you know, you already have a name. People will already have trust, trust in the product. They won't rely so much on reviews, you know, for, for making a decision because it's probably a brand that they've already experienced from picking it up at their local store or what have you. So they're just looking for a more convenient way to buy, not necessarily you know, a new product in general, but my product was a new product overall. So 
there was a lot of, you know, skepticism and I never heard of this before. Do I know who's used it? I can't find it anywhere else online. You know what I mean? So those are all legitimate concerns that the consumer does have. So it, it definitely makes sense. So I was not able to basically get enough sales that it offset the price of my storage fees. Um, so it just, it just started to eat through my funds very quickly. So again, Amazon FBA is, you know, whenever you are online and you see fulfilled by Amazon, that means that that person with their business, with their brand has already shipped everything to Amazon and Amazon is packing that and fulfilling it is going to be delivered to your house in Amazon packaging. Okay. Um, and even if your if your product doesn't sell or not doesn't sell, then you still have to pay those storage fees, okay? And those can roll around, you know, from weekly to biweekly to monthly, um, that are included with your list fees. So you have fees just to list your products, you know, that you pay monthly, and then of course you have your storage fees that you pay per product, okay? So as you can see, the 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 amounts can add up very, very quickly. So again, making sure that you really have your brand pretty well established before doing Amazon FBA so that the fees won't eat you up, all those storage fees, or making sure that you already have enough cash on hand that you're able to push you know, your marketing and push the brand and get that brand awareness out there. So people are excited about your product and then they want to actually take their risk, even though it's a new product on Amazon and buy it. Okay. So that was really the, the first thing that kind of messed me up um, was the fee. So the second thing that um, really messed me up were the advertising fees. So you know, first you have your storage fees, then you, if you want your product to actually be seen on Amazon, you need to pay to advertise on Amazon, right? So those fees add up very, very, very quickly. And again, you know, conversions and things like that just aren't going to be very high if your product is a new product that no one's ever heard of. People are excited to click on a product that they already know about and have experienced that they see for a cheaper price on Amazon, right? So it's like, oh, that's on sale, clicking that, you know, but a product that you have never seen before, in theory, you kind of always think, oh, there's a new lipstick or there's a new perfume. Wonder what that's about, click. It doesn't actually work that way from my experience and what I found, unless there has been a very large marketing effort before the launch. Okay. So again, um, I thought that my particular product name was probably out there enough to generate some interest, but I really did miscalculate how much I should have actually spent on simply brand awareness and advertising. And again, advertising your pro your brand or your product on Amazon, you could do it all you want, but if you have not advertised elsewhere and really made people aware of your product before even advertising on Amazon, using Amazon advertising, from what I found in my experience, is still, it'll work a little bit, but it's not going to work enough to where you're going to make the money as fast as you need to make it to actually make a profit and offset a lot of the fees. So um, 
that's the second thing. So the number one thing was the storage fees were really high for me. And the second thing were the uh, advertising fees were also very, very high for me. And again, um, I'm, I was like a solopreneur on that. So that's a totally different thing than a corporation, you know, behind that whole executing all those advertising campaigns and everything like that. So again, just more things to consider. Now, here is what I suggest. So I've given you two things that I kind of eh, didn't do so good, such a good job on. Let me give you two things that I learned and things that I suggest. So the first thing that I suggest is if you do have a brand, let's say you are transitioning from Etsy, maybe you started making your stuff yourself and now you're moving into manufacturing. So what you could do is actually start off with a regular Amazon listing. So not fulfilled by Amazon, do your own shipping fulfillment to start with, okay? And then I'm gonna talk about another thing that you can do as well, cause kind of to, to help build your audience on another platform before you even do that. So, but first let me just kind of talk about regular Amazon. So I feel like we all know that to make the most money right, you need to do the fulfill by Amazon at some point eventually, because everybody looks for Prime, everybody looks for fulfill by Amazon because they know they're going to get their product in an instant, one day, you know, maybe a couple of days max, and that's just the safest. They know they get like the free returns and all the perks that come with doing the um, fulfilled by Amazon. So of course, that's the goal. That's what you want to strive for. But if you are a solopreneur or, you know, your brand is really, really small and you don't have a ton for marketing and advertising, you know, specifically just for this one particular product. And I would say then that you want to start with just the regular Amazon. Don't do Amazon FBA. You can list your product in a similar way that you would almost be listing like on eBay and you can just self-fulfill. So you fill all your orders yourself. You come up with your own return policy. And of course, you still want to fulfill your orders in a timely way um, and make sure you know people are getting it well packaged and everything like that. But you could save yourself at least the storage fees if you're able to use perhaps your home for your storage facility or you know a smaller storage facility that also does fulfillments. You can also, I believe at this point, um, tie in. Now, I'm not sure if all the plugins yet or or where they are where they're at on that, but I believe that you can do a Shopify plugin now with your um, regular Amazon account. So of course you can't do that on your fulfilled by Amazon account, but on a regular Amazon account, you are able to plug in some components of um, a Shopify account if you have some other you know shopping carts or um, uh, shopping website builders and things like that. So that is a really good thing to utilize. So I would recommend, you know, getting a name for yourself on Amazon, just the regular way first. And then once your sales are up enough, once you have enough money to do a whole Amazon advertising campaign and really do a big push for your brand, then transition into Amazon FBA. But just start with the plain regular Amazon first and do self-fulfillment. You're not gonna get as many customers. I'll tell you, you're probably gonna get like a fourth to you know maybe even an eighth of the customers that you would get if your products are fulfilled by Amazon. But again, the longer you do it, the more you can build up 
um, and generate some excitement about that product and you can transition yourself um, into fulfilled by Amazon. Now, here's the other reason why you wanna list your products. It's just another like credible place to drive traffic to online. So let's say you are gonna self-fulfill, maybe you have just a small, you know, where you're gonna fulfill from your home or it is an Etsy store. If people see that they are able to actually pay on Amazon, okay, because you still, they can still charge their card and do all of those functions with a regular Amazon account. It doesn't have to be fulfilled by Amazon, an Amazon FBA account to do any of those things. That gives you still a bit of credibility because they know that, okay, you've had to be vetted by Amazon. Um, you know, there's regulations and things that they have in place for, you know, even the people who are not Amazon FBA. So it just gives your brand and you some credibility and another place for people to pay. Some people, you know, maybe if you're, you have a small Etsy store, you're just checking people out on Etsy or you're checking people out with PayPal or whatever. Some people rather pay with Amazon because Amazon has several different ways that you can pay. Somebody else can pay for it on Amazon, all kinds of things. So it's just another way to shop. So it just gives you another option that people can tap into to purchase and make payments, even if you're not getting the visibility that you need um, on Amazon, okay? So I highly recommend it. You could, even if you have like your own website, you could always just put your little Amazon URL in there and have people be able, have the ability to pay for each product on your website on Amazon instead of paying through your PayPal or whatever. Your customers and starting out not as Amazon FBA, but just regular Amazon listing singularly, I guess, on Amazon. So the other thing that you could do to kind of give yourself a boost, this is something that I learned, okay, is start selling on eBay first, okay? So let's say again, you're trying to grow into a bigger brand. You wanna eventually get to the point of doing Amazon FBA. Start selling your brand on, on excuse me, on eBay first. Here's why. It is going to still expose your customers uh, expose more people to your product. And people who shop on eBay also shop on Amazon. So you're building some brand recognition. So let's say maybe, you know, you start selling on eBay and things are going really, really good there. And then you slowly transition and you put it up on Amazon. Let's say someone saw it on eBay. Oh, I saw this like, I don't know, bike on eBay. And whoa, I just, type that name in on Amazon and it came up. It's not fulfilled by Amazon, but it's that same bike that I saw on eBay. I'll just buy it on Amazon because it's more convenient for me to shop on Amazon. So again, the more places people can see your product, the better. So use eBay because eBay is very easy and very simple. There isn't as many barriers to entry depending on what your product is. Um, you know, so start there just to get some brand recognition, generate some sales, and then transition into a regular Amazon account, and then transition into an Amazon FBA account. 
And I really feel like this is a great way for people who are smaller business owners, solopreneurs. It's a great way, a great strategy to grow. So again, I learned this because I tried to run too quick and too fast. I was like, I got this Amazon FBA. Here we come. And I just did not have enough momentum, enough brand recognition and all those things. So this is, you know, my new approach, you know, when and if and in the future, I want to, you know, approach the Amazon FBA, you know, wagon again and hop back on there. This is the way I plan to do it. So that's why I want to share it with you, you know, building some brand recognition on another platform first, like eBay, you know, it's huge. Not as big as Amazon, but it is like number two or number three platform for buying things. So you're definitely going to get some eyes on your stuff over there. Build it up there. And, you know, eBay has some really great options now. They have like this, you know, fast and free shipping option that very, you know, is really similar to, you know, the Amazon FBA because they kind of gives you that idea that it's expedited shipping, you know, it's fast, it's easy, it's easy to return the product if you don't like it. So again, get people familiar with you on Amazon, or, excuse me, on uh, eBay. And then next step is regular Amazon and then Amazon FBA. So sometimes you have to think in detail like this. The other thing I recommend that you do is make sure that you set aside a dedicated um, ad budget just for Amazon. And I'm gonna tell you what I think the number is for any product that you want to sell on Amazon FBA. You need a minimum, I feel, minimum budget to really make a dent $50,000. Okay, you need $50,000 to really get that name and blast it, get the SEO up and through the roof if it is a new product. And again, I'm only going to be speaking, you know, this is all about a new product. If it's a product that you're just wholesaling or reselling, it's that's a much easier thing to do, but a completely new product, I definitely, definitely recommend having $50,000 minimum set aside just to advertise on the Amazon platform when you transition into Amazon FBA. And I think throwing a number out there like that kind of puts it all into perspective about how busy and saturated and like how on point you got to be if you really want to do Amazon FBA and turn it into something that is profitable for you. So um, let me know your thoughts and your comments on this, guys. If you have had a similar experience um, with Amazon FBA, I would love to know if you have any other questions about my experience with Amazon FBA. I would really love to hear that as well, because again, the more information that we can share, we can kind of help each other grow. And I think, you know, having these types of discussions are helpful for entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, whomever, anyone who's trying to, you know, sell a product or do anything with a brand. The more we connect and share, the better. So I hope you guys have found this information to be helpful. I hope it has given you some things to consider and some things that you can adopt into your brand strategy going forward. Thanks so much for listening to How They Did It and Why. Have a great day and we'll see you in the next episode.